Welcome Cheeky Goddesses. My name is Michelle Moss and I'm with my dear friend Lauren Macedonsky and we are here on our podcast Cheeky Vibe Peaceful Life. And um, last time we started talking about um, healing and, and red flags before getting into a healthy relationship. And so now today, since it's February in the month of love, we're going to talk about cultivating a healthy relationship. So once you're in a relationship, how to keep it fun, spicy, uh, best friend, kind of putting it in that kind of place, right? So I guess my first question, I always start with clients, like when I have couples come in for couple counseling, is if you had a week left to live on this earth, how would you treat your significant other? And who would you want to spend that time with? And so looking at that, most people would say, if I had a week left to live, how would you treat your significant other, Lauren? If I had one? <laughs> if you had a significant <laughs> other. Um, I would probably take my kids and my partner and want to travel if I physically could mm -hmm. um, and just enjoy it, like soak it all up. So being in the moment. Yes. Yeah. So... I think that's how we need to treat our significant others at all times. Um, it's interesting. I was out to lunch with my son, Ben, and my husband yesterday. And we were enjoying the moment and just laughing. And, and we had some good food. And I said, it's so weird because we go through so many experiences. We don't remember every single moment of every single day. And it's hard to remember all these fun moments, all the dinners you go out, all the things you do. And he looked at me, and he's wise for a 21-year-old. And he's like, well, Mom we're just in the moment right now. We're just focusing on right now and enjoying the moment right this second. And oh, I'm like, oh my gosh, hit me over the head. You know, I'm the yeah. therapist and here's this 21 year old saying, we're not worrying about what we're remembering or tomorrow or whatever. We're just going to enjoy the moment. And I thought, dang. Well, and that would be something good to journal about too. Like if you had like a good trip or if it was like a birthday party, something to maybe go home and, and journal about and kind of remember some of those specific things that happen, um, or maybe like a connection with a person at the party. Yeah, know? that's true, because then that would trigger your memory, because we can't remember everything. Well, yeah, because in the dating. moment, you're like, oh, that night was great. But if you never really think about it again, yeah. you might not go deeper, like, right. um, just to even think about those moments. And so we go back to what, who would you want to spend time with, and what would you do, and how would you treat them? You even just said it. This isn't just about a significant other. It's other people in your life. So it's this, it can extrapolate to any other relationship, friendship, family members in your life that you want to treat everyone in that same way. And if everybody's doing it, how, how can it not be right? Um, so anyway, back to, back to relationships, being in a healthy relationship. So I've been married for 30, going on 32 years, and it isn't always easy. Now it's easier now. It's not so easy you know, going through some of the stuff that we have, um, but learning from the things that you go through and recognizing as I'm older that we've gotten through a lot of things together. Um, what did you feel like the hardest stage was? Well, th this is statistic, um, statistically relevant, but I, I teach this in my courses that I've taught and talked to clients about it. Do you know who the most unhappy in, in um, relationships? Who's the most unhappy in married relationships? The woman. Married women with young children. I believe it. Guess who's happiest? 
The men. Just married men. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that goes to, you know, that those that role overload that we've talked about before that, you know, women are doing a million different things and trying to nurture so many things. And, and men do like being in a relationship. Um, well, and I think a lot of women still have that guilt around self-care and doing things for themselves. That's why you kind of get lost in that if you don't know if you don't realize that filling your cup is so important right and I didn't I mean you know at my age it's taken me a long time to get to this point where we talk about I love my relationship but I also love to cultivate some of the things in my life independently and I think that's an important part of a relationship is that you are joined together in a relationship but that doesn't mean you have to do every single thing together and live vicariously through each other you still cultivate your own needs I definitely think that's important. Mm -hmm. And looking back on my relationships, I felt like when I didn't want that was out of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Oh, we talked about that. Doing yeah. whatever, um, whatever the other person wants to do just to be connected, not make waves, be agreeable, mm -hmm. be a people pleaser. Um, and we also last time talked about, um, you know, the red flags and, and some negative things in relationships and it's being not a genuine person. So if you go into a relationship saying you like something and you don't just because you want to connect with that person, then that'll be a problem down the road. Yeah. yeah. Cause then you're almost going to be like resentful cause you're like, Oh, now I have to go do this with him all the time. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's going back to being genuine and then, um, Cultivating your own things that you like. And you, you talked a little bit ago about cultivating and, and trying things outside of the norm and doing things that are not the usual. And you've grown in that way. Yeah, trying new things has definitely been important to me. Um, you know, I said it before, getting out of my comfort zone. And that's something I want to do with the person in my life. Right. is go out how can you create adventure together trying new things and it you know keeps some excitement in your relationship when you're both okay because think about it trying something new makes you vulnerable mm -hmm. so i feel in a relationship when you can go be vulnerable together i think that's a, a growing moment for both of you and if you can laugh and be silly and be okay at like sucking at something right laughing at yourselves yeah yeah i agree well when we look at um get, being in a healthy relationship one of the things I've learned, again, being an old married woman and, and, and going through the trials and tribulations and the learning curve, is that if you both put each other first, it's win-win. So if you put the significant other first, they put you first, you're gonna, it's going to be a great experience. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to have some times where things are a problem or there, a difference comes up, but that's when we go back to using those I feel statements and clearly communicating what your needs are, what you need to work on, things that are a problem, you know, just being open to communicating. Um, but some of the things that we're going to talk about now, I don't know how you feel about these, Lauren. I don't know if this will be, you know, one of those things that we agree on or, or where you're at because you are single and I'm married. But um, for, for me, in a, in a healthy relationship, and I do this in couples counseling, um, keeping communication open, but also having nothing hidden so and this might be a tough one for people to hear but literally no secret passwords no secret accounts being open with your phone being open with your emails um i always tell my clients that 
you know, anybody could get on my phone, my children, my pastor, um, they could get look at my phone. God could look at my phone. There's nothing there. There's nothing hidden. I have nothing to hide. Yeah, and I feel like if you have nothing to hide, that's not really... Well, hold you accountable. Yeah. If you know in any moment somebody could get on my email or look at my social media, it, it holds you accountable. It also keeps you safeguarded because we want safeguards in our relationship to protect our relationship. It safeguards our relationships from those cracks in the door. Like if you start talking to someone on social media or you start sharing texts with somebody that you work with that you feel like it's just a friend and all that, but then it goes too far and then it leaves the door open and it's so easy to step through. Yeah, because if you're having an argument or something with your significant other and you know you can go to that person to like get ego stroked or make you feel a little better about yourself. Yes. It's easy to do that then. And then you're sharing intimacies with the outside of your outside of your relationship person and you're not sharing those intimacies inside your relationship. Um, so that, and also, and this might be a tough one to hear for people because they don't really realize it. Um, an emotional affair, an emotional affair, connecting with someone with even without sexual contact can be more detrimental in your marriage or your relationship than a one night stand. Now I'm not saying anybody should go have a one night stand, but I'm saying that that emotional connection where you're sharing intimacies and you're communicating outside of your relationship with somebody else can kill your relationship. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, because if you're starting to have those conversations with someone else, then you're probably not having them with your significant other. Yes. So where it only is, you know, creating more and more distance. Right. Putting that wall up instead of, you know, keeping that cohesive. And again, you know, we have ups and downs in our relationships and it's just a matter of keeping, and these are the big three, communication, compromise, and empathy, um, keeping those three things important and cultivating all forms of intimacy. Well, and I don't think someone of the opposite sex should know, obviously, more than your partner. Right. You know, that shouldn't be the person that you're going to. Right, or complaining about your significant other to somebody else because that's how other relationships start with the other person. Um, but cultivating all forms of intimacy. So, you know, a lot of people think that intimacy is just sex, but it's not. It's, you know, your verbal intimacy, communicating with each other. It's touch, not just sex, but touching each other and holding hands and sitting close on the couch or rubbing each other's necks or, you know, those kind of things. Um, just connecting on those emotional, physical levels and verbal levels. And then, of course, a good sex life is important as well. But all of those come together. You know. Yeah, I agree. The dogs Well, and I think just even giving them a hug, like when you come home from work, that from your day, just giving them a hug and asking how your day is, like making sure you're having those connections, not just getting used to obviously this isn't in my life yet, but you know, when you're when you're married and not getting used to that normal daily routine. Mm -hmm. Well, and I always say this too to my clients, when somebody comes home from being out of the house stop what you're doing and validate that you see the other person, give them a kiss, give them a hug, be glad to see them. You know, there were times that we were having struggles in our marriage where I would be cooking or something and I wouldn't even turn around. It was just the walls were so up. It's literally putting down the guard, putting your guard down and greeting each other. And like yeah, you said, happy to see them. Yeah. Yeah. And hugs are so important. I mean, research suggests that a 20 to 40 second hug can decrease depression, decrease anxiety, increase well-being. And so I always encourage my clients to hug each other. 
even in the middle of an argument, if, if leaving pride at the door is so important, you know, it's a war zone out in our, in our outside of our homes. And so coming home to our sanctuary is important. So, you know, greeting each other, giving each other respect, loving on each other. If there's a problem, sometimes talking about it and compromising, you know, when in your marriage, did you struggle in any of those three areas, you know, communication, compromise, and empathy? Probably all of them. Yeah, because I know I mean, I've done that. I've, yeah, I mean, all of it, really. I think a lot of times I was afraid to say maybe what I was feeling um, if I wouldn't get the response that I wanted or afraid of how I might look, like saying, am I being too needy, like overthinking all that instead mm-hmm. of just saying like how I was feeling or maybe that I needed that connection and to have that conversation um, to kind of work through it together. Right. And that's why with saying leaving pride at the door, you don't have to be right with your significant other. <laughs> so many times we feel like we have to have the last word or we have to be right. Because in five minutes, five months, five years, that argument will mean nothing. And cultivating a healthy, you know, cohesive relationship is so much import- more important than who was right in that moment. Well, and it's important to, if you're... Oh, how do I want to say this? Like, if you're not doing that communication, if you're holding that in, then what does that do later? You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, if, you mean like, like you're pushing something down and yeah, eventually you're constantly explodes. doing that and then it explodes. Or, you know, if, if there was something from the past that you didn't necessarily work through, so then you get in another argument, but then it's like you're arguing over that, but then you're bringing up something yeah. that happened the cumulative months ago. effect. Yes, where you're still upset about something. And people sometimes say, well, I just bury it. I don't want to talk about it. But you're not really getting rid of it if you don't really work no, through it. you eventually it. bring it up. Right. And again, it's we talked about this before, but we can say anything that we need to say. It's all in the delivery. If we say, I feel hurt when this happens, can we please talk about this versus shutting down, giving the cold shoulder, yelling at somebody, you know, that's not going to move the process forward or help the relationship grow and evolve. So just making sure that you're talking respectfully to each other. Yeah, and if you have to pause and go back to it, then do that. Go for a walk, give yourself some time to cool down. And I've learned for myself now that is something sometimes I have to do is just cool off think about it, journal about it, and then go back to it and and know that I how I really feel and sometimes like if you do it in the moment, it can come out just more purple and right. And that's exactly what we talked about. I forget which podcast it was, self-control I think, but how would it feel to hear what I'm about to say? That's that pause button and you're saying even take a break. If you're angry, maybe you just say well, I'm angry you're not and getting I need anywhere to... in the conversation. Like obviously at that point, you both need to yeah. pull off. Yeah. Go back to it and maybe come up with a better solution once you've pulled off. Right. Because a lot of times we remember the negative things that we hear instead of the positive like we've talked about before. We'll go back to that over and over and over again. Um, so anyway, just, just kind of exploring the needs of each other and, and putting, like I said, putting each other first. So when we say compromise, we've touched on that a little bit, you know, maybe exploring things that you want to do together like I, I give that direction to clients who come in for couples counseling you know make a bucket list you do your own bucket list you do your own bucket list and it could be maybe restaurants you want to visit in Canton Ohio or places you want to visit you come back together and you look at the list and it presents great opportunity for communication which is the starting point no I love that because it keeps it fun right it's so easy to get caught up in your life because I always say people are, are just busy being busy. What are you really busy doing? You can make each other a priority. You can make 
that date night a priority? You have to. And we've talked about this before too, but intentionally putting aside, whether you have newborn babies at home or you have teenagers at home or anything in between, or if you're like me and I've got nobody left at home, so we have a lot more time to do date night, but intentionally putting it in place, you know, penciling it in the calendar. Like we said, we pencil in a dentist appointment, we pencil in a meeting, penciling in, we're gonna do this every every week or every month or whatever it is, whatever you can do. Um, I mean, every single Tuesday night, my husband and I have date night because that's my long day at work. And we, every Tuesday, go out and have a nice meal together that we plan and we look forward to. It gets me through my day at work. Yeah, when you know it's coming. Yeah, Tuesday's like 12 clients in a row sometimes. And I get to look forward to that. It helps me be in the moment with my clients because I know that I've got that rest at the end. Yeah. And to be with my person, you know. Seeing, seeing your significant other as your best friend and your person is very important too. Oh, that reminds me, I was listening to something um, about dating and kind of if you need to get in that place of like spicing things back up. And I thought it was kind of cute. They said, if you would go to a restaurant, like go separate from your partner. Mm-hmm. So that way it almost as if you're on a date again, mm-hmm. like he gets to come in and see you and, and you can feel like, you know, he's looking at me. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was kind of cute when they were, I give that direction. Yeah. That's prescription. Um, I also say, and sometimes again, sometimes you're exhausted or you have the kids and it's, it's a crazy time, but maybe you send the kids to grandma's and you greet him at the door with a cocktail and wearing a teddy or something fun, you know, yeah. spicing it up. I know it takes time, it takes effort, and sometimes that's like the last thing on my mind I want to do. But if you do for each other and you're both doing it, it I'm telling you, it is a win-win. Because I'm not just not just about you greeting him with a teddy, but and here's another thing that men need to hear: um, it is, there's nothing sexier than coming home and the house is straightened up or the dishes are done. You know. That's a great turn on for a woman if her husband or significant other is taking care of some stuff without us nagging. Yes. It's so nice and it's like, wow, that means you put me first. Well, that goes to your what your love languages are too. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to know that and share that with your partner because I know that acts of service mm-hmm. is like one of my top two. Mm-hmm. And that is important to, to recognize. But again, that's insightful gaining insight about yourself and then sharing that insight with your significant other so you can both be aware of it. Oh, that was something I said. If I when I get into like my next relationship, I will I will talk about that. I don't know. Some people I don't know if that's corny, but No, I think I like take this test with me. I've already done it. I know what my top ones are, but you know, if you know that for your person, then it could help you plan date nights and plan if you want to do something special cuz if I know what my top 3 are and theirs are different, like mine, um, what is it? It's one of them, affirmations. Mm-hmm. That's not one of my top ones, but if it is for my partner, then I need to know that about them so I can be aware of giving them those kind words and telling them when they're doing a good job or appreciate them. And, mm-hmm. and see, that's more. the compromise part. See, communication compromise. Doing those things, talking about it, brings it out so that everyone's aware of it and you can have a good, healthy basis for your relationship. And then the compromise is making sure that you're doing for each other. Again, it's not one person schlepping and doing all the work. It's, I'm gonna do this work because I value this relationship and you're gonna do the work because you value this relationship. Like I said, it's a win-win. It's hard not to have good stuff. Um, So we talked about communication, compromise, and empathy, but also, Equity, I kind of alluded to that with uh, um, 
both doing things around the house. It doesn't mean you both make the same amount of money or you're both doing the same amount of chores, but doing things with a glad heart, without rolling the eyes, because that's another one. And without um, expecting something in return. Right. <laughs> doing it, it's almost like altruism in your own marriage, doing it without expecting yes. anything. But then you, what you get from it, the benefit is good feelings, good vibes. Um, so positive support is one of the other ones you need. And that's if for every eye roll, you need about 30 positives to make up for that eye roll. And guess what? You still remember the eye roll or this or the negative comment, you know? So giving those positive words, giving those positive reinforcement um, is just really, really important. And then self-disclosure, and that's back to the communication piece, you know, sharing what you're, what's going on with you and not sharing it with outside of the, outside of the relationship. Um, also, talking about communication, and this is a hard one for a lot of people, there is no subject off topic. We have to be able to talk about everything, even the hard stuff. Well, and not pay, make that person feel bad for saying it. Because I think that sometimes when I didn't bring stuff up, is because I was afraid of how I would feel or what they would say or if they thought it you know, was right. silly. or Right. Just yeah, be real. Yeah, we all work through it together. Right. I mean, and again, using those I statements, you could even start off a statement like, you know, I feel uncomfortable saying this, but I really want to let you know this, you know, and it's okay. I've definitely gotten a lot more bold mm -hmm. since my divorce because I've just really been intentional with knowing what I want mm -hmm. and I definitely let it be known of like my expectations and... And don't you wish you could give, give what you know the knowledge base that you have to somebody who's like 22 or 24 starting oh, a relationship? Sure. I mean, a lot of it is experience. We get to where we're at. I think that's at. the hardest part is like you want to like help people share and, it. and share and just be like, this is what I've learned. And I think, you know, when you're young, you don't kind of, you don't think about a lot of those things like of what you really value in those relationships mm -hmm. and what you need from a partner. Mm -hmm. You're just like, oh, we have fun together and I'm attracted to them. He's cute. You know, mm -hmm. instead of those core things that really matter. Like I know now for me, I have to be with someone that really values family mm -hmm. and I know I need someone that you know wants to travel wants to be, have that open communication like or be able to check in on your relationship and and make the time for it I hated in my past when I felt like I needed to talk about something but it was never the right time mm -hmm. it's like well then we're gonna have to sit down put it on the calendar and say like you know once a week every other week whatever that we're gonna check in and talk about these yeah. things because you can't ever feel pushed aside like it's never the right time right and when mar when couples come in for couples counseling sometimes too i i have them spend every evening even if it's only a half an hour of time they carve out they turn off their phones they turn off the tv <laughs> and they turn off social media and they have to look at each other and it's like let's talk how was your day and and again communication evolves better with open-ended questions not did you have a good day yep or nope that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That you know what I mean? Like, yeah. okay, well, why? Can yes. you tell me what more went about well that? today? Tell me what was good today. Tell me where you felt like you needed some support. I today. even try to do that honestly when I pick up my daughters from school, just to get used to that for myself mm -hmm. to be working on relationships and, and it role models for them too. Yeah. It role models for them and making sure you're really knowing what's going on in, in your people's life that matter to you. Right. But see, that falls away after you've been together a while. And that's why I say it's yeah. very much intentional. Um, and, and 
really forcing yourselves to talk. That's why I use the bucket list because sometimes you run out of things to talk about. You think you do. You know, when you first meet someone, well, you that's talk about everything. Getting to know your person. We just talked about that before yes. we started recording. Like mm-hmm. we're always changing and evolving. Growing. So if you're not making sure to tap into that and getting to know that person and, and what does their growth look like? If you're not constantly doing that, mm-hmm. you don't maybe know what's going on. Right. And and the bottom line is to just making sure that you have fun in your relationship. Because, you know, life is hard. You know, especially when you have young kids or there's financial issues or family stuff. You got to carve out the time to say, okay, we can put all that aside for a minute and just be in the moment and just go back to mindfulness and self-compassion and self-care. Just have fun. Self-compassion can be together with your significant other joining together to have something that's going to uplift each other and build each other up instead of constantly separating or feeling like that person is another, you know, problem in your life, you know, putting that aside. Letting, again, letting pride stay at the door and just being together. So, um, anything else that you can think of on, on this? That we no, have? I love that. That's all so important in a lot of the work that I've really been trying to do for myself. Cause I know when I get into another relationship, I wholeheartedly have this vision of just a strong, healthy relationship. Right. And, and it's cause I've done a lot of this work. Right. And so you're ready. You're, you're ready to yeah. go. And I can say, again, after being married 32 years and, and the ups and downs and the, and the really tough, tough things that we've been through, and we've been through a lot, um, I embrace my relationship with my husband, Jonathan. He is my best friend. He is someone that. I have so much fun with. We can't wait to be together. You know, it's just has been such a growth to get to where we're at. And again, you can go through hard stuff and be on the other side. And I'm on the other side and I'm living proof that good work, hard work can pay off in your relationship. Well, I think that's the, the part that you guys role model is that you have to grow together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Finding those things that you enjoy together, carving out new things that you enjoy together while and still, while still finding your own way too. That's that part. We're, we don't lose our individuality in our marriage or our relationship we continue to grow ourselves, but we grow together as well intentionally, and that's so important. And again, like my, my sweet son said, being in the moment. You know, we might not remember this, all these details down the road, but right now we're gonna just really like this time together and, and laugh and smile and have a good time. No, I love that, because getting caught up in it with being a single mom and just my daily stuff that I can do, that was something I had to be okay with. Um, you know, the house chores or your never-ending to-do list. And I'm like, you know what? The rest of that laundry can wait. I'm going to go make memories with my girls. Yeah. And sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm like, nope, that can wait. Right. Without and guilt. I, and I'm intentional <laughs> with making sure that we have special time, whether it's, you know, something we're doing at home or going to a movie. Or like last night we went to see a play together. They were but it's like, excited about that play. Yeah, too. they, they had so much stop. fun going to the play. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like... Just like in a relationship, but I do that with my kids. Just that intentional time of making memories and having fun. Right, and it doesn't even have to cost money. You know, depending on where you're at on the financial realm, it could even be hiking or, you know, there's a million things you can do that that doesn't cost money. Yeah. Um, And just kind of just finding a way to enjoy the moment, so... Well, I think we've we've covered some things and we might have forgotten something, but we'll maybe touch base next time. But 
you know, we talk about relationships in the month of love. The next one is going to be on friendships, um, how to be a good friend because, you know, relationships and love just isn't about your significant romantic partner. It's about being a friend and, and, and or a family member or a sister or, or, you know, we talked about all those roles or a cousin or whatever, but being a friend and how to be a good friend and, and, and sometimes recognizing when to cut somebody out that's toxic because that can really bring us down too. So, well, and if for you guys, if hearing this podcast made you think of something that you've done in your relationship, we love to hear from you. So don't ever be afraid to send us a message, email us. What is something that, you know, has worked for you to keep your relationship growing and strong? And spicy. You know, again, realistically, we, we need... Um, that connection on all levels to, to our significant other. So, all right. Well, um, we have some exciting things coming up that we're going to be um, sharing with you. And we've got some great interviews um, scheduled. And uh, of course, our Mimosa Monday at the end of February, we'll have February's. Um, and we do need topics for our Mimosa Monday. So if you have anything that, for that that you want to send in, uh, we would love to hear from you. So uh, keep the positivity flowing. Um, and stay cheeky, goddesses.